Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. A conversation between passionate property management specialists and guests leading up to the PMC conference on the 14th and 15th of November. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Kiarakoto Kato out there on New Zealand and welcome to podcast number six of the Alternative Property Management Show. I am your host, the guru of property management, some people may say. I'm just doing a bit of self-promotion there. I am David Faulkner, uh, General Manager for Property Management of Property Brokers. I'm joined again as ever with my two loyal compatriots, Will Alexander, the CEO of Renty, and Harrison Vaughan, director and somewhat hungover after a night of, after a night of celebration uh, with the Tommy's real estate side who took out one of the Ryan's awards. How are we doing, guys? A uh, bit of a sore head after Ryan's awards last night, but we we are making it through slowly. Yeah. So just yeah. a typical. Congratulations! Congratulations! Just a typical night for the uh, Tommy's team. And I uh, was well, actually called out on the dance floor for being the most active dancer, so I'm quite proud of that. Yeah, you were in fine form. Tommy's popped into uh, Renty on the way to the awards, and uh, we got them lubed up and ready to go. So, right. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised you got that award, most active dancer on the dance floor. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there. I, I was quite happy at home watching the crickets. Anyway, uh, Will, where are you, mate? You're, you're driving around there with the uh, rented team. Whereabouts are you? You're obviously not in Auckland. No, we're not. We're down in the beautiful Nelson. It's uh, absolutely gorgeous. Not a cloud in the sky. Um, cold, but um, here for the summit conference tomorrow. So uh, very excited about being here. I'm speaking, uh, which I'm nervous about because I'm underprepared but um good to be here it's gorgeous you, you, you better not be underprepared when you come to our conference mate but anyway we've got some exciting uh, stuff coming up at our conference we've got uh, for the PMC, which is going to be on the 14th and the 15th of November. Dean Larratt, who is from Maintain to Profit, he's going to be talking about uh, maintenance of properties, giving some tips to property managers on how we're going to maintain properties, make them more efficient. And we've also got Brandon Van Blurk, who is the CEO of Tether, which does some remarkable things uh, in, in mm. terms of the, the Healthy Homes application, but also the Tether device, which looks at the performance of property, which kind of leads us into today's topic. How are we going to make property management and renting net carbon zero? The reality is we have signed a bill. Now, we're not going to go, we can debate the merits of climate change and what people may think of it, what you don't think of it. But the reality is, is that the New Zealand government has signed a bill and it's got cross-party support. I don't think ACT support it, but it's got cross-party support that New Zealand will be net carbon zero by the year 2050. Now, this is not just going to be for industries or whatever. It's going to have a massive implications on housing. And I don't actually think people realise we're starting to see the significance of the impact of this bill. And every industry is going to have to play its part, including property management. How are we going to get it? And that's the topic today. How do we get 
our industry to a net carbon zero. Is it possible? Is it pie in the sky? Well, all these houses are going to have to be electrically powered. They're going to have to have meters for charging the cars. Uh, they're going to have to have energy performance certification. They're all probably going to have to have double glazing. We're talking huge upheaval of housing in New Zealand over the next 20 to 30 years. Will, I'll turn to you first on this one, mate, because you're working there in the PropTech space. You're actually around the corner, I think, from from um, from Tether. And, uh, I mean, yeah. what do you think? Are we going to be able to do this? And how are we going to be able to do it? Well, look, I think it's doable. And, I, I mean, I think uh, it's great um, that we are focusing on this. Um, I would start small looking within. I mean, there's some great people, great agencies out there. Uh, top of mind um, would be uh, Wendell's, uh, Natalie and Ashley. I mean, they've moved to fully electric cars. They are yep. planting a tree for every property, is it? Or I think for every something or other. I can't remember what it is. Uh, it's a great place to start. I mean, um, start small. Look, I mean, if you think about how many cars across the industry, how many company cars, all that sort of stuff. I mean, if we can slowly move to electric, mm. I think that's a great place to start. It seems achievable to me. And the price of electrical electric cars is coming down significantly. It's... Um, so I think that's a very achievable thing. Um, and then I guess you go from there and you look at electric, electrifying houses. Um, I think uh, in New Zealand, though, we have, unlike what you're seeing in Europe and the UK at the moment where they are running out of power, I think we're very lucky in New Zealand where we've got a surplus of power from natural resources. Uh, I was sitting next to a, a guy yesterday um, actually, the husband of Leanne, who owns Rent South, and he was saying that it's possible to get the infrastructure from uh, divert power going to TY Point and get all that power coming up to and you can do that, but the infrastructure alone would take 15, 5 to 10 years to build. So it's that kind of stuff, I think. You know, We've got the stuff in place to do it. Um, I think um, you just got to start small and go from there i i think you know um electrifying houses for rental properties is still too expensive um to do that so that would be my obvious way to start is to start by doing what you can for your own business harrison i mean mm. you know you're the you've got a young company you've been going yep. for five years i mean is this something that you're looking at at all in terms of the I mean, environment I mean, it is and it isn't. It's funny. I, I don't when I when I make business decisions, I don't have you know carbon zero at the forefront of my mind. But you know, thinking about how we operate as a business, we are quite carbon neutral. You know, we've always chosen the digital route versus going manual. And things such as the paperless office, you know, that was a bit of a buzzword back in the day. And and more and more businesses are getting towards that, where instead of having stacks and stacks of paper, which are which are essentially trees. Um, you know, turning to a digital platform. So things such as Renty, where you've got digital signatures um, and you suddenly no longer need paper tenancy agreements or paper bond forms uh, or management authorities and things like that. Um, I still think, you know, there's a lot people can do within their own offices, like, like Will said he touched on electric cars. At the moment, electric cars are a little bit unaffordable. You know, the cost 
the cost to benefit ratio isn't quite there yet for a lot of small businesses. Um, but I see over sort of the next sort of five to sort of eight years that becoming a lot more affordable, especially with some of the commercial leases that are out there. Um, and, and, and also like what Will said, focusing on your business. So looking at your building, you know, can you put solar panels on the roof to generate your electricity? Can you change your halogen lighting to LED? Um, one of the things we've actually done here at Tommy's in the last 12 months, so we've partnered exclusively with Meridian. And, and with yep. doing that, Meridian only use um, renewable resources for energy. So yep. we are now able to say that 100% of our power at our office is renewable. And, and, so, I mean, and, it's, it's little changes like that that I think over time, over the next decade, will, will potentially add up to, to quite a big change. So, so Tommy's themselves have, have also, they've had an initiative around planting trees, haven't they? Can you talk us through that? Yes. Yes, so we do, um, I think it's called Trees That Count. So every time we appraise a house, whether we end up selling it or renting it, a tree is planted in New Zealand um, on, be on behalf of Tommy's. And, and we've been supporting the campaign now for a number of years, and I know there's a lot of businesses out there that also support them. Um, so little things like that can be fantastic because every tree that you plant obviously is working towards reducing the carbon emissions out there um, and making the planet a bit healthier. Would we, would we reduce our carbon footprint if we did less inspections? Oh, 100% we would. I, I I don't think less in-person inspections, I think, is the critical word there because you can still do an inspection without travelling. And how do you do that? By, you know, video call, something like that, get the tenant to walk around the property and show you certain aspects, um, ask the tenant to send you videos um, or pictures of certain elements. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think I think over the next couple of years, I think we might get some amazing technology in the space that will allow, um, you know, a bit more of a carbon neutral uh, inspection process, which right now is a little bit harder. Do you remember, you remember the, the 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 time? I mean, it seems to have just disappeared now. But we had to put the price on the for rent sign. I don't know if anybody actually still does that. No, and, I mean, uh, we, we've never done it. No, and I, I mean, I remember writing to tenancy services or to MBIE saying this is the most ridiculous if this is what you have to do this is ridiculous because you know with property brokers will will know this you'll have properties for rent which could be 40 minutes from the office and if you want to put a for rent sign say on a prominent road on state highway 2 and then the price changes someone's got to drive all the way out there to change the price on the sign and that could be happening over a weekly occurrence so you know that was that's just I don't know I mean I'm getting off track a little bit point it's, there but but that was just it, a bit of a rent it's, rant. It's a great it's a great point though and um, I mean I guess it's looking long term and going okay well if we want to be cost um, carbon neutral then you know little things like that David like you pointed out having to drive around and change numbers on for rent signs is a great point but i think that's uh, you know that is a fantastic place to start is the technology around doing inspections and you know inspections are 50 to 60 percent of yeah. the working week isn't it for a property manager yep and if we with technology i mean a with technology you reduce your carbon footprint but b you um man you free up a hell of a lot of time for people to pursue all the good stuff that no one ever has time for and, and building relationships with owners and, and chasing new business. But 
that to me is a really good place to start. And I mean, yeah. at Renty, you know, with our yeah. new new uh, uh, booking and viewing tool, is one thing that we're looking at building at the moment is the ability to live stream a viewing. Yeah. So people that can't make make it can just, you know, either they book in to view it in person or they book in to view it live stream and, and easy. And I mean, little things like that, um, you know, as people get used to it, the adoption rate will get higher and it will become normal and that will have a bigger impact. I suppose one thing that COVID did teach us all, and Addison touched on it before with the, with the paperless office, it told me, it taught me that you could do uh, property management without actually printing any paper whatsoever. Mm. You know, and and we've all learned to use these digital signatures. We're, we've learned to communicate via online meetings and certainly for viewings. You know, there's no reason why we can't. You do some amazing stuff, Addison, in your office in terms of, you know, using the inspections, uh, but also for the um, the Matterport with, with the viewing. So you've got your virtual viewings. Mm. It all reduces the need for people to go out to travel and that can itself can reduce the carbon footprint. But let's have a look at the houses because, I mean, we've, we've really struggled as an industry um, to get these landlords across the line with healthy homes almost on a daily basis. I've got a call from one of our branches with landlords who just, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend this on the insulation. Oh, I thought this had passed and it hadn't. And we are arguing over small maintenance on draft exclusion strips and things like this. Imagine when we come down to say, you've got to get your house energy efficient down to a particular point. Can you imagine the conversations that we're going to have to have with our owners there? What's going to happen with our houses? It's not realistic at the moment. And on the back of everything that owners have just gone through, it is absolutely unrealistic and unfair um, to ask owners to even contemplate going carbon neutral at the moment. Um, the majority of them um, can't, the majority of them are already losing money per year, as we discussed last week. You know, they're not making money. They make money when they sell after 10 years. Um, so it's, I, I, the, the, time is, the time is not right, but I think, um, you know, uh, like I said before, you start small with your own agency. Yeah. If everyone starts looking at themselves, first that's a good starting point that to me seems doable yeah i mean the ideology though of this government we've seen it's come up with some pretty radical points and, and radical steps which have you know impacted how how lots of businesses operate how the country operates i mean could you envisage a time where they say right this property must have to get to this particular level or else you can't rent it out we're seeing that in the uk and in europe with energy performance certification where it goes from a grading of A to G. If your property is at an F, you can't rent it out. If it's an F or lower, you can't rent it out. There's soon, Christ, I've got an arborist next door. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's driving me nuts. I'm at home at the moment. Um, oh, God, crazy. Anyway, we're, we're seeing in the UK, they've got to go from F to C. So that could potentially take out a whole heap of landlords out of the equation and properties mm. out of the equation. And then what you could see from that is just a whole raft of derelict houses which you're not able to rent out in the middle of a housing crisis. Am I being too, you know, pessimistic by saying that that could happen here? Harrison, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I think... I mean, I think that's actually a fantastic thing that the UK have done. I mean, you know, New Zealand has always pushed clean and green image, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the emissions that each householder are producing hasn't been addressed to date 
and hasn't been raised in our in our government and our local discussion. So, I mean, I think something like this is, is definitely needed until you get an actual scale where you can place a property and know, you know, how efficient it is. You really are just pulling at strings. You have no idea what it actually is producing. And you hear you have a house that's just, in essence, pissing out heat. You know, it's it's not insulated. It, it, it's not performing the best that it can. You know, is there any point keeping the property? You may as well get it, you know, brought up to the latest standards. And I think something like this would be a real eye opener to a lot of those landlords that are really running on that sort of fine line between compliant and not compliant. You know, that that sort of line that it's so fine that it sort of depends what assessor you get through the front door as to whether you're, you, you, you pass or not. So I think something like this would be fantastic on our, in our neck of the woods, especially with the cold weather that we get. Well, do you reckon, Will, energy performance certification or rental warrants of fitnesses, um, do you think there's room for that? Do you think there's a space of that? So looking at the, how the houses perform uh, in terms of energy efficiency? Um, it seems like a bit of a chicken and an egg thing to me. Um, what's the point of um, looking at how efficient a house is if the house in itself is getting supplied with power from uh, renewable resources? Right, yeah, yeah. So, so if so, it, if, so who who really cares? Who I cares? Mean, if everything's powered by hydroelectric stations, and we're not using nuclear fuel from fission, or we're not using coal or anything like that, well, theoretically, they're carbon neutral, aren't they? Yeah, but the the, the the challenge then, Will, is: Are we going to be able? Is this country, which is bigger than our industry, but is this country going to be able to generate sufficient energy? renewable energy to power the entire economy i listened to a fantastic interview a few weeks ago it was a guy called professor michael kelly i think he was, he's a kiwi but he's at um i think oxford university and he said that for new zealand to get to net carbon zero it's going to have to triple its power grid to be able to supply the economy with enough electricity but how are you going to generate all that electricity uh, our hydro lakes are, are, are basically capacity. Wind, well, it's not always going to be windy, and sometimes it's too windy uh, for the for the windmills to work. So I'm looking at this. I'm going. I'm thinking, geez, the only way we can do this is nuclear. So you know, well, well, just just on your point there, David, you're absolutely right. And if this is by 2050, um, so at the moment they're uh, trying to create fusion reaction yeah. which is combining um, helium and hydrogen which is what happens in the sun and they've built massive big Tolmanac reactors there's one in um, France called ITER where European nations have contributed billions and billions of dollars to build it they are absolutely confident they can do it but it's still probably a couple of decades away but do you know this is an interesting question so New Zealand is nuclear free based on fission nuclear reaction where you're splitting atoms what's our stance going to be on fusion reaction when you are combining two atoms yeah. because fusion is a hundred percent clean yeah. so it's going to be quite an interesting conversation but that's the technology that's coming in 2050 i think is far enough out to have those discussions yeah yeah interesting points interesting points so i mean look i mean pfft. Do you think, I mean, I've seen news in, in the UK come out uh, that basically they've got to ban sash windows. 
in, in some of these old, yes. uh, you know, terraced houses. I mean, it, it, are we going to get to? Because a lot of our housing stock, and particularly our rental stock, will is is pretty tired. You know, you go around, and you'll know, going around provincial New Zealand, and we've spoken about this in previous podcasts that the age of some of these properties is going to be at an age where it's going to need significant reinvestments. But you're going to have to get it up to say potentially up to a. A building code of say 2008 and it's going to be double glazing and whatever so you know I still envisage that these landlords are going to have to invest a significant amount of capital to ensure that these these properties are getting up to spec yeah absolutely there needs to be a long-term plan and I think uh, you know until there's a long-term plan on how you're going to actually do it, what does that look like? Where is the power going to come from? Can we do it from renewable resources? That sort of thing. Then, then you know, until that's in place, I think you're we're flying a little bit blind, and you're asking people to invest too much property money in their properties yeah. until you know that sort of information. In saying that, though, Harrison, we are we do have access. Banks are giving you. I mean. I, cheaper interest rates aren't they on, on on green initiatives for housing so landlords should be able to finance better if they want to is, is this something that we're not tapping into in our industry potentially where we could be going to our landlords and we've got deals from banks saying look we can do you invest forty thousand into your property we'll be able to get you a loan mm. at a much lower rate and we're going to make your property far more energy efficient. It's going to command a higher rent, yeah. and it's going to be cheaper for the tenant to run. Great point. Yeah. I mean, I think the industry could work. I mean, all of those industries could work so much more closely in order to try and improve the industry around this sort of stuff. You know, the that a bank could easily come to someone like us where we've or someone like property brokers where you've got thousands of owners nationwide and it's a really efficient way to get your message out there and offer your benefits directly to those landlords and they're the ones that need it the most so i think at the moment the the industry and the greater property finance industry is too siloed you've got too many you know you've got the banking channel then you've got the financial advisor channel you've got the property management the accountancy you know i think over the next couple of years businesses need to start developing their brand around all of these different aspects and property which will help allow um you know a lot of this better cross industry you know yeah. data sharing and stuff yeah yeah is, is that is go on will is that blockchain is that the, the blockchain's the answer to that it sounds as though harrison when you're when you're trying to get information to pass seamlessly through oh definitely multiple differently multiple different you know um businesses and different industries that seems to be a good answer for that stuff yeah. and then it's much much easier much easier yeah. but it's a great point really good point yeah yeah anyway okay so if we also look at houses uh in in general i mean look you know we're starting to see it on some particular websites now i mean homes.co.nz does it and does it well where it gives you like an estimate about how much it's going to cost to run the property it gives you um the solar reading on on, on how much sunlight that the, the property gets are we going to get to a stage we have it on our fridges we have it on our cars we have it on almost every consumable uh white word equipment that we get you buy it's got a star rating are we going to see that in housing is now the time that we start to demand that 
from housing where you know if tenants are going to rent a house they can see what energy efficiency start it has is 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 the is the validity in that Addison uh, uh, yeah so can you repeat that question you broke no. up a little bit on me no no I didn't you just hung over and you wanted to get back upstairs to the party <laughs> The question, the question was, Addison, is are we, I mean, we're seeing energy efficiency stars on all these devices like your fridges, your cars, whatever. Is it time to have that for housing? Oh, definitely. I think we are so overdue. I mean, I, I think it's a bit difficult to go back and retrospectively do it over old stock. But I feel like if you are a brand new, if you're a developer building brand new products, the, the cost of running that property should would be publicly informa public information right when people are buying it and better yet like you say david there should be a scale where you're either a one two three five star energy efficient property and that gives the purchaser an indication as to what they're buying into and the greater running costs of the building yep well what do you reckon mate i love the concept and um it makes a huge amount of sense to me um you know you got tether doing their amazing things with their sensors. This is something that I thought about doing at Property Brokers, David, is using Tether, the devices, through all the homes. And then once you start measuring everything, yeah. you get a benchmark. And um, then you can all of a sudden say, well, this is a five-star home based on, yeah. you know, within our portfolio, that kind of stuff. And um, I, I, I love the idea. I think it makes a lot of sense. Well, I'll tell you what, Will, I'll claim that idea and I'll pretend and I'll say that that's my idea and I'll roll it out and I'll get all the glory for it. So thanks for sharing that IP there with me. Um, you know, that, Alison, you, you, you said that we can't do it retrofit. We, we can't you know, retrospectively or, or retrofit these houses well, and retrograde these houses. Why not? I reckon we could. Well, no, it. to me, I just think it's a bit unfair to do it retrospectively because at the time of constructing that house, no one thought about energy efficiency. So you're going to get all these houses from the 80s that, yes, they're going to look really, really bad, but you can't put them on the same scale as a brand new property that's had this sort of thinking from the ground up in my eyes. I mean, if you're a tenant and you choose an old character home, you know what you're choosing. You know what you're buying into. You're, you're going to move into an older home that, yes, will be a bit drafty, but you're renting it for that purpose. Yeah, Maybe but, it's on the best street or something. Yeah, but, or you choose a brand-new build, and it's, you know... Yeah, but, but part of me though, is thinking that a lot of tenants don't have that choice, though, Addison. Not everybody's going to be able to afford... Not everyone... I mean, saying that, the way the government's going with social housing and the building all these houses, mm. maybe... Maybe they will do, but <laughs> a lot of tenants out there are just not going to have that choice. Shouldn't they know? And these are the people who are in the finest margins. These are the ones who are borderline falling into that social housing wait list. You know, wouldn't it be fair that they know how much it's going to cost to run that property? Because sometimes, I mean, we're talking about energy poverty in the UK at the moment with what's going to happen with power bills where people have the choice to have a meal or to heat the house. You know, I mean... It, it's that it's gonna be that bad over there this winter. I, I I really like the idea of a combination of what they have done in the UK, uh, with um, plus a rating five star rating scale similar to what we're all used to, and getting that into New Zealand. I mean, get a team of people to fly over to the UK and see what they're doing over there, and do some mm. research and and you know do some dd and let's get into it I, I like the idea and i think david to your point just then um people that are really struggling to pay bills 
that information before you move into a property is um, is, is critical. If you know yeah. that, okay, it's a four-star property or a five-star property, um, that's helpful. You know, yeah. um, I, I think that, that you're doing people a favor by providing that information. There's wider health benefits as well, Will, because, you know, I mean, if, if you get in the, and it's the poorer people who always suffer the most in these circumstances and, and it has negative mm -hmm. health impacts, it puts a strain on an already broken health system. And a lot of it starts because they're living in houses, which for all intents and purposes are not fit for purpose. So, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, anyway, anyway. It, it, Will, you're driving around there. It, it looks beautiful day down there in Nelson. You, you've had your sunnies on from time to time. You, you know, where, you know you, are, you just, are you just driving around? You know, or are you uh, parked in a car park well, now? I think he might be parked well, up. We're parked up, but we've just had a really cool catch-up with um, uh, Quinovic, actually, in in, um, in Nelson, and had a fantastic conversation with um, um, uh, Zena, I think it was, and she's been in the industry since 2004, so her and I had a great conversation yeah. about um, property management uh, 101, but uh, yeah, no, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I'm looking forward to talking to some of the locals here tomorrow at the Summit Conference, and uh getting an understanding of what's going on. Hopefully their portfolios aren't too affected from all the floods. Um, but yeah, no, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Nelson's a beautiful place. Yeah. Every time I come here, um, I love it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a nice little spot, isn't it? It's a beautiful spot, as much as New Zealand is, um, you know. But, but anyway, I mean, that that's, we'll, we'll wrap up the show. I mean, for my mind, this is what I think we, we could potentially do in terms of improving energy efficiency. Uh, ra rather than, you know, going to inspect properties every three months, I think we should have better uh, reading, like what you're saying with tether devices. We should have devices which is sending data to property managers mm -hmm. so we can track property performance. So there's not the need to go into cars and be intrusive on, on tenants. I mean, yeah, you, we need to have the right to be able to go and inspect in case there's issues or social issues. Mm. However, you know, if you've got a tenant who's been in a house for six, seven years, you know, do we really need to go every three months? So let's reduce the amount of, of, of inspections that we do. Um, I kind of flirted with the idea of property management scooters, but I don't know if that would have gone across too well. well we've we've actually picked up a scooter or two, Dave, and they're awesome. Oh, yeah. They are really great for nipping around town to get to the apartments. Oh, pardon me, I, I can, I can envision Sarah Green right now squirming in her seat, thinking of all the health and safety implications yes. of what you just said, David. Yep, yeah, I can picture that. <laughs> I can picture that as well. Oh, I tell them as they leave the door, they're on their own. Yeah, I, I, I love him. I use him all the time. And Palmy's made for it because he's just flat and, yeah. uh, the, and the roads are wide. Um, so that's what I'd be doing. And I'd look at devices to tracking the, 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 the performance of houses. And I would gradually bring in rental warrants of fitnesses and a grading scale for housing. Uh, and, and what we also need to do well as well is actually work out what is the actual carbon footprint of a rental property? Average it across the country and see if we can start to reduce it. And as you said before, planting trees, Natalie Wendell has done some great things there in property management yeah. with, her, with, with their business in trying to make it uh, carbon neutral. Uh, I'm sure it can be done. Uh, but it's a topic which is going to become more and more prevalent and we're going to talk about it more and more and it's certainly going to be part of the PMC uh, in November so make sure you get your tickets I think we've got um, we must be nearly halfway sold with the tickets now Addison I've not had a look on the recently but you know 
Um, so, oh, yeah. the tickets are flying out left, right, and centre, Dave. People have to buy soon before it sells out. Oh, you're very convincing, yeah. there, mate. Oh, very convincing. Everyone I'm talking to is buying tickets, and I was in a big agency yesterday, and they, their team must have bought about 40. So, um, uh, and I must admit, Dave, I bumped into, into probably three or four companies at the Ryan's Wards last night, and that they are fizzing. They're absolutely fizzing, yeah. and they're about to buy a ticket. So, no, I think I think it will get sold out very soon. All right, all right. Well, that's it from me. And uh, well, Alexander, good luck tomorrow presenting. Make sure you're on fire, Thank and you. make sure you get yourself well prepped for our conference. Uh, we don't want you being a flop, mate. You know, we'll have uh, rotten tomatoes <laughs> thrown at you. Addison, uh, go and enjoy the celebrations with the real I'll get estate. Get back on it. Get back on it. And uh, yeah. yeah, all right. Good on you guys. Enjoy your week, and we'll speak next week at the Alternative Property Management Show. Thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.